0: Hello everybody and welcome back to the Let's Talk Sports Podcast. I'm CJ Pullens along with my brother Brandon and today we head back to the NBA as the playoffs are about to get started. We will talk about news heading into the playoffs and award predictions. So um, without further ado, let's go ahead and get started. So like I said, first, we are going to start with award predictions. We did this uh, earlier with with the MLB to s- celebrate the start of the season. Now we're going to do it with at the end of the regular season for the NBA. So I'm going to go ahead and start with uh, my rookie of the year. And with Rookie of the Year, I have Scotty Barnes. Uh, Scotty Barnes was one of the top lottery picks of last year's draft, just behind some names like Cade Cunningham. And um, he's really been, you know, a leader for the Raptors this season. He's, as we know, the Raptors haven't had the best past couple of seasons they did win the championship of 2019 but since then they've kind of fallen off especially using losing names like kyle lowry but scotty barnes has been able to do really well for them and he made quite a performance on all-star weekend as well that was fun to watch in the skill challenge but uh yeah. So I have Scotty Barnes for my predicted rookie of the year. Uh, Brandon, who have you got?
1: Hey CJ. Um, so back with basketball this week, uh getting real excited for the playoffs to start soon. Um I always say this every year, the playoffs for basketball seem to last forever. I know they start in April and they go all the way to like mid June, so excited to see that. Love uh playoff basketball. It's a fun atmosphere to watch. And for my rookie of the year this year, I'm going with third overall pick from the Cleveland Cavaliers, Evan Mobley. I think he's had a really good year this year. He's averaging 34 minutes a game and shooting 50% on field goals and averaging about 15 points a game, which I think is a little less than the guy that you picked. But I really like him for his versatility to be able to rebound the ball and to be able to – get up and down the court when he needs to. He also averages eight rebounds a game, which is kind of what stuck out to me. He uh, he almost averages a double-double, which for a rookie I think is really good. So I'm excited to see what Evan Mobley can do in the future. And maybe if they can surround him by some other key players, the Cavaliers can make some noise. And CJ, right now I've, the Cavaliers are sitting eighth. So they are on the bubble with only one game lead over the Atlanta Hawks. For that last playoff spot. So I'm sort of looking for Evan Mobley. To kind of take it upon himself. To sneak the Cavaliers into the playoffs.
0: Yeah. And um, another. He was another one of the top. Picks in the 2021 draft. So a lot of these names. Tending to so far turn out to be. uh, Definitely worth the picks. No doubt. So. The next award I'm going to go over here is the Defensive Player of the Year, and my Defensive Player of the Year I have from the Miami Heat, Bam Bite. I know I messed that name up, but um, yeah, you most people know what I'm talking about. He's this kid is pretty much a center for the Heat who has, you know, done pretty well over the past uh, few years coming into the league. Not that long ago, but we've pretty much known him for mainly his defense. And this kid really has improved a lot over the course of the years, and mainly in defense over this past year. He's been the defensive focus for the Miami Heat. As we know, they are a very good all-around def- defensive team, and I think he's definitely right there um, in the, you know, mix of that. And so, uh, yeah, that I have Bam out of the bio for my defensive player of the year, Brandon. Who do you have?
1: Okay, C.J. I like that pick. I almost went with him. I also didn't really know how to pronounce his name. I know I've heard it um, on TV, but I wasn't quite sure how to say it but I have decided to go with Boston Celtics point guard slash shooting guard, Marcus Smart. And CJ, just from the basketball that I've watched and witnessed, I think Marcus Smart is one of the best defensive players in the NBA. For the last two seasons, he has been on the all-defensive first team for the NBA, which I think kind of bolsters his reputation. And he is also a very dynamic player to have out on the court for the 33 minutes in which he averages. Now, he's not a person that will score a lot of points. He only averages 12 points a game, but he does very well defending one of the most important positions in today's NBA, the point guard and shooting guard, because of so many three-pointers being shot. Now, I know most defensive awards are given to the big men, the centers, the guys down low who get all of the rebounds, get all of the stops. But I wanted to make a focus on the point guard position and how good they can be defensively. And the best person to represent that would be Marcus Smart of the Boston Celtics. He he does very well um, in the defensive side of the, b- the ballgame. And you know that if you have to line up against him, you are going to have a hard-fought game trying to score points. And that's his whole goal. His whole goal is to pass the rock around, get his teammates into position to score and then get back on defense and take control of the game. So CJ I'm gonna go with Marcus Smart.
0: Yeah, and another another really good pick there because as you just said, the guard positions probably the hardest position right now to defend. And so someone who can do that successfully is definitely gonna be very valuable to your team. So the next award that I have here is um, the Coach of the Year award, and for this, I'm going to go with the head coach of the Phoenix Suns, Earl Watson. Um, as we know, the Suns have the not only the number one record in the West, but in the entire league at 64 and 18. This coach has been able to lead this team for the past few years, and they've really have been good for the past few years making it to the playoffs seems to be every season but this year he has really been something it's it's really been something special to watch with this phoenix suns team and i feel like when a team does so good you know like the warriors did when they broke the single season win record was 73 with steve kerr and You know, just all of that. When a team does this well, I feel like, yeah, a lot of credit has to go to the players and to all the management. But I feel like most of the credit needs to go to the head coaching position. And Earl Watson has led this Phoenix Suns team to the first seed in the West and very good finals winning odds. Brandon, who have you got?
1: All right, CJ. So a clear um – favorite for this award, of course, is the Phoenix Suns coach and how well they have done. And I'll tell you the only reason I did not go with him is because the Phoenix Suns made it to the NBA championship last year, and I just kind of wanted to go a little bit of a different direction. However, I have to say the Phoenix Suns are the best team in the NBA, and it's not even close. I know you know that. I know I know that. Um, But I just wanted to give a little different opinion on this one because I feel like there are so many great NBA head coaches that get laid by the wayside and we forget about them when they have tremendous years and a team that is having a tremendous year is the Memphis Grizzlies under head coach Taylor Jenkins. Now this is Taylor Jenkins's third full year in Memphis. Before that he was an Atlanta Hawks assistant for six years from 2013 to 2018. He spent one year in as the main assistant coach for the Milwaukee Bucks in 2018, and then he got his first full-time head coaching position at the Memphis Grizzlies in 2019. And Jenkins, since he arrived there in 2019, CJ, which I also think is the year that Ja Morant was drafted, if I'm not mistaken, that was the year that Memphis kind of turned things around. Since joining the Memphis Grizzlies, he has a 564 win-loss percentage, 227 wins to a, am sorry, 128 wins and 99 losses which is very good considering where Memphis used to be five years ago they were always at the bottom of the pack so he's had seasons of 73 wins 72 wins and then this year they already have 56 wins so it's just I'm sorry they had 34 wins 38 wins and 56 wins I was saying the total games played um, so they have had a very good season this year. And I think it's mainly due to Taylor Jenkins' ability to get Ja Morant more involved in the basketball game, get him to work the floor as well as he does. And CJ, I think that he is the best person that I could say to take a team that we didn't really see them finishing top two in the Western Conference. And that's exactly what he did with the Memphis Grizzlies. So that's why I gave it to him.
0: Yeah, yeah, and that makes sense because really to take a team, you know, from bad to really good, that's definitely gotta have a lot of respect for that head coach. And as you were talking about with John Morant, leads into our next uh award that we're gonna talk about, which is the most improved player award. And I have John Morant. John Morant has been you know, something spectacular right out of the gate since he got drafted in 2019. He won the Rookie of the Year Award when in the bubble. And he continued that and just has gotten better and better over the course of these three years. And this, without a doubt, has been his very best year. And that shows through the coach that you were talking about and then John ja Morant, the Grizzlies being the second seed in the West and to be able to i feel like you know do as well as he's done while also being a very young player i think that for him to be able to improve so much already that it just shows a more you know insane future that he's probably going to have and so Compared to last season's numbers, yeah, he did really well. But this season, he's averaging 25 points, 5 rebounds, and 7 assists. And something I want to mention about John Morant that might be overlooked a lot is he's really a good player all around the floor. He can finish. We know that. His shooting, I feel like, is slept on most of the time. He can shoot uh, from deep. Actually pretty well was shooting a high percentage of last year but he also has you know you might see in the stats a block or a steal and i feel like that really helps a good player become great and like i said this has definitely been his best season yet and i feel like he is the most worthy of this award brandon
1: Yeah, cj so i'm not going to waste your time I have John Morant, too. He seemed like the absolute favorite for this award. Um, This year, CJ, he's averaging 27.4 points per game, uh, shooting 49% field goal percentage with 5.7 rebounds per game and 6.7 assists. So he's getting involved in every aspect of the game. And CJ, he averaged 19.1 points last year, and he's up to 27.4. So that's over an 8-point-per-game increase for John Morant, and I think that's why we're unanimously saying that he's going to win most improved player of the year, because he deserves it, and he is only getting better every year, which is so exciting to see, so yeah, I think he definitely deserves it this year.
0: Yeah, and um, you know, usually when we uh, agree on something like an award, you can usually count on it to be pretty true, so... I feel like not only us but a lot of people will be expecting him to win that award and so that leads us into our last award that we're going to talk about which is the biggest one of all the mvp award now you can call me a bandwagon you can say i'm you can say i'm biased but i am going to have to stick with My guy going back-to-back on the MVP award, Nikola Jokic from the Denver Nuggets. This kid has been something just so special. He's a center about around 7 foot tall who is one of the top scorers, rebounders, and passers as well in the league. He was the first player this season to reach 2,000 points, 1,000 rebounds, and 500 assists. As a center to do that in today's league, it is just absolutely insane. And the Nuggets have had a tough time this season with the injuries of Jamal Murray and Michael Porter Jr. We know that they were definitely a lot better team the past couple of years when they had them. And... They have a six-seed playoff in the West, and they're going to be facing the three-seed Golden State Warriors. But I feel like if you look at behind Nikola Jokic and you look at guys like Monte Morris or Will Barton, you don't see a whole lot there. You don't see a championship-winning team there. So I feel like even to make the playoffs for this team... Nikola Jokic, it's been Nikola Jokic for the Nuggets and nobody else because he has been carrying the team the whole way, and they wouldn't be where they are without him. And I feel like that's the most thing to focus on on a most valuable player award, so that's why I'm gonna have to get it, give it to the winner of last year's as well, Nikola Jokic, Brandon.
1: Alright CJ, well you made very good points on why he should win the MVP, but I do have to say I believe you're being biased, because in my opinion, I think the best player this year is definitely Joel Embiid of the 76ers. He has had a tremendous year, and averaging over 33 minutes per game, while also having the league leading points per game at 30.6. He is also averaging 11.7 rebounds per game with four assists per game as well. So he's averaging a double double with 30 points per game on a team that is currently fourth, but they are tied for second in the Eastern Conference. And CJ, I think that's why it gave me the little edge to give him the MVP award, was because of just how much, not how much better, but because the team is doing better than the other MVP candidates that are out there. Um, The 76ers still have a chance to win first in the Eastern Conference, and they may still do it. And I think Joel Embiid is key to deciding that. And Joel Embiid was having this terrific of a year before James Harden got there. And even after James Harden got there, he's still having a tremendous year. So he's the MVP from my point of view. So that's that's my PDCJ. I know we don't agree on this one, but I'm giving MB- MVP to Joel Embiid.
0: Yeah, and, you know, really the whole conversation, the whole year has been between these two guys. And, Brandon, it's so rare to see, especially nowadays, to see two centers be the main topic of discussion. Absolutely. Because. Because the past few years we've seen guys, it's been Devin Booker, Stephen Curry, Donovan Mitchell, Damian Lillard. It's been those type of guys, you know, the guards, and then guys like Giannis and Luka and Trae Young. They've been the head people on, you know, the guys to talk about for MVP. And I really like seeing centers, you know, being the better, you know... Players, because I feel like it's a more of a overlooked position. But these two guys definitely, definitely have shown that they can make, they can do things that are definitely very valuable to a team. Okay, so uh, before we move on, Brandon, is there anything else that you want to say about that?
1: Yeah, CJ. Um, one award uh, we did not talk about is Sixth Man of the Year, and There's only one person that deserves to get it, and it's Tyler Harrow, or Hero. And he is coming off the bench as the sixth man for the Miami Heat, who are currently in first place in the Eastern Conference. And he is off of the bench, averaging 20.7 points, which is unheard of. And this is going to be the unanimous um, award for this year. Tyler Harrow is going to get sixth man of the year. But that is all I had.
0: Yeah, yeah. And... Man, I did not know that twenty points per game coming off the bench. That it's been if we've ever seen that a while since we have. Man, that's um that's definitely something to think about for to be having twenty points off the bench. Yeah, that's definitely that's definitely something special. Maybe trying to earn himself a spot off the bench and into that starting rotation. But um, so those are our award predictions now let's um we're gonna move on into discussing more about the teams in general of the playoffs and really all we're gonna do is talk about the games that are going on and uh who we're gonna think we who we think are gonna win so i'm gonna go over some of these and Brandon, I'm going to do these as the entire series. Okay. So, so I want you to give me what team you have and how many games. Okay. So, the first one we have, and these are all round one games, of course. And I want to, well, I want to go ahead and mention one later. So, right now, the Hornets and the Hawks are actually currently playing in a play-in tournament game, but... The Western play-in tournament game is the Spurs versus the Pelicans. And, Brandon, uh, you probably already know this, but these are one-game eliminations. So uh, who do you have winning Spurs versus Pelicans?
1: Right, CJ, so clarify for me real quick. Ten plays nine. Winner that plays eight.
0: Is that Yes, right? I, well, I think nine plays ten. Seven plays eight. Oh, okay. Think, okay. Yeah. Gotcha. I think the winner of seven and eight gets seven seed, and then winner of nine and ten gets the last seed. Something okay. something around there.
1: Okay, I understand now. Thank you. Yeah. All right, CJ. So, <clears throat> in my opinion, two teams that just don't stand out a whole lot when it comes to the NBA, specifically because of the Pelicans having their number one player that we all want to see down and he can't play Zion Williamson and with the uh, Spurs sorry forgot their name for a second they don't have anyone else that just jumps off the page at you it's um, two teams in my opinion that are just kind of lackluster who are not gonna make it further than this game and I hate to say that but I do like Brandon Ingram I'm a fan of his, and so that reason, CJ, I'm going to give it to the New Orleans Pelicans.
0: Yeah, and, you know, I'm giving this one to the Pelicans too because the Spurs, like like you just said, don't really have that, you know, star player. They had a record last year, or sorry, this year, of 34-48. and 48. The Pelicans having a two-game better record of 36-46, and 46, you know, Two teams that aren't that great, but in one game, it's probably going to fall to the team that can have one guy who can show up at least at one time. So, that is the Western play-in tournament game. Now, let's move on to the Western um, first-round games that are going to be seven-game series. So, the first one we have is... The Minnesota Timberwolves versus the Memphis Grizzlies. Uh, Brandon, I'm going to start out with you on this one.
1: Okay. CJ, I think this one's um, a pretty simple answer. I know the Timberwolves have a few good players. Um, Anthony Edwards, Carl Anthony Towns, C. Angel Russell. um, They've they've got good players, right? We know this. I just don't think it's going to be enough to take out – the Grizzlies. John Morant's having a tremendous year, so I just see them completely sweeping this by the wayside. So I'm giving it to the Grizzlies.
0: Okay, and uh, yeah, I agree. I'm gonna give it to the Grizzlies in five games. I think the Timberwolves will probably win one. You know, like you said, they have players like Carmelo Anthony, um, Anthony Towns. Oh my gosh, I just completely uh buffered that name but uh cat and uh anthony edwards um but yeah i feel like they might be able to squeeze one in, one win in there but you know grizzlies overall are definitely the better team so we have them winning that and next we have the utah jazz versus the dallas mavericks And so, um, with this, I'm going to go ahead and say I want the Dallas Mavericks winning in 7. Both of these teams are very good. Uh, The Jazz had a record last year. Sorry, I keep saying last year. This year of 49-33. and With the Mavericks having a record of 52-30. and These two teams, like I said, are really great. But I feel like Luka Doncic is going to come up clutch as we've seen him do many times. And I feel like it's going to be a good series, but ultimately I have Dallas coming out on top.
1: Yeah, CJ, so I think this is going to be the probably the best opening series that we're going to get to watch. Um, I think it's going to go six games with the Utah Jazz coming out ahead. Um, I just think that Donovan Mitchell and Rudy Gobert are two fantastic players, and they also have, in my opinion, the best-named man in the NBA Bojan Bogdanovich. I love saying his name, and I think he's awesome. But with that being said, the Mavericks are also a very good team with Luka Doncic, and they are going to make some noise. So, I, but I think it's going to come down to a six-game series with the Utah Jazz coming out ahead.
0: Yeah, and that series, it really can go either way. There's just two teams that were, you know, they're very, very good and have shown that all season. So, the next uh, series we have here is going to be one more for the Western Conference. The Nuggets versus the Warriors. And, um, you know, it's gotten to the point where I don't even sometimes like talking about the Nuggets anymore. Because I know everybody just thinks I'm, you know, too biased. But, I'm going to give this, you know... As truthfully and as honestly as I can, I've got the Nuggets winning in seven games. These, you know, I know people are going to disagree with me. I know you probably disagree with me, Brandon. But the Nuggets, with how good they've been able to play towards the end of this season, at the end of the regular season, I feel like they're going to carry that momentum in. And the Nuggets have a very good perimeter defense, and I feel like they'll be able to shut down Stephen Curry and Clay Thompson. And I feel like, you know, it's definitely going to be a tough series for both of the teams. But, of course, I have the Nuggets coming out on top in seven.
1: Brandon? Okay, CJ, so I'm going to disagree with you on this one. I'm giving it to the Warriors. I think they're a better team. I think... To be honest, DJ, I think at the end of the day, and I know this is going to sound very cliche, I think they're just going to score more points. The Warriors have a high-powered offense, and the uh, Denver Nuggets like to slow the game around, slow the game down around their big man in the middle. And so I can, I'm seeing the Warriors coming out on top, going around that game plan, and they are also hot, very hot. They're on a five-game win streak currently. And so I think they're ready to play, ready to get this first series undergo. go. So I'm going to give it to the Warriors.
0: Okay, and we got one more series to talk about here. This one is actually from the eastern side of the bracket. And this one is the Toronto Raptors versus the Philadelphia 76ers. I feel like this is more of a, you know, another... Obvious, if you will. Answer: I've got the Seventy Sixers beating the Raptors in four games. Seventy um, Sixers, as we know, have Joel Embiid. You know, amazing, amazing player. James Harden been absolutely amazing. Um, I can't think of his first name right now, but their point guard. Uh, I believe his last name is Maxi, but he's been looking amazing this season. And the Raptors. Like I had said earlier when I was talking about the rookie of the year um, and Scotty Barnes, the Raptors just don't have much, you know. They made a, they've done surprisingly, you know, better at for than we expected. But, you know, I feel like the 76ers are just going to take this one in four games. Brandon,
1: what do you have? Yeah, CJ, I agree completely. Um, I think the Raptors are lucky to be where they're at. They should be thankful that they've had such a good season that they've had. Unfortunately, they're running into a powerhouse in Philadelphia. And, CJ, Philadelphia is stacked. I mean, I'm just going to go down the list. Joel Embiid, James Harden, Maxie, you're talking about Tyrese Maxi, uh, Matisse uh, Thibault, and then Toby, Tobias Harris, DeAndre Jordan, Paul Millsap, and Danny Green. I mean, just a tremendous team from start to finish, and they're going to roll on the. Uh, uh, who are they playing? I'm sorry. Can't remember. The names. You... Raptors, yeah, sorry. <laughs> I <laughs> wanted to say Bulls, but I knew that wasn't right. They're, they are going to completely roll the Raptors in this series, and uh, they're, they're not going to lose a game. So, yeah.
0: Yeah, and uh, like I said, one of the more. Um, obvious choices there and I actually do have one more round. I want to talk about because this one is a uh, kind of a big one We have the Brooklyn Nets in the This is the Eastern Conference round by the way But we have the Brooklyn Nets versus the Boston Celtics These are two teams That in the East are very good. We know on the Celtic side They have Jason Tatum and Marcus Smart as you had mentioned defensively And then they have, on the other side, the Nets have Kevin Durant and um, Kyrie Irving. Kevin Durant, as we've seen from this past few weeks especially, has been absolutely incredible. And that's the reason why I'm going to give this to the Nets in seven games. Because, yeah, I, I understand the Celtics have a very good defense, but I feel like just Kyrie Irving... And Kevin Durant and the playoffs have always been something just I feel like those kind of people just play better when they're on when they have pressure on them in the playoffs and the Nets overall have not had as great of a season but I feel like in when it comes down to it the Nets overall are just the better team so but I feel like it will definitely be a great series to watch and so I have the Nets winning in seven games. Brandon.
1: Okay, CJ. So they're playing the Celtics, correct? Yes. Okay. Yeah. So, CJ, I just I have one concern with the Nets. I think they are a very good team, and I like how you picked the underdog on this one. But does Kyrie Irving get to play at home?
0: So, um, I'm not uh, completely sure uh, as of right now. They had said where they are lifting the vaccine protocol uh, protocols where he will not have to anymore. But I am not sure if that has taken place yet. I can find out in one second, though.
1: Okay, well, CJ, I I don't think my decision changes either way. But I do think it will be a blowout if Kyrie Irving doesn't get to play when the Nets are at home. But with that being said, I think the Celtics are too good of a team. I mean, Jason Tatum. And Marcus Smart or and Al Horford, they're a very good team. They also have former University of Tennessee volunteers, Grant Williams, on their team. So I love seeing him get to play. And, I, I, CJ, I just think the Celtics are a much better team all around. And so even if they do get Kyrie Irving, I think it's still going with the Celtics. But if they don't get Kyrie Irving, I think it's heavily favored to the Boston Celtics for me.
0: Okay, yeah, and I looked it up. He can play uh, at home now. He can play home and away games. They have lifted the uh, vaccine uh, mandate for that. Okay. So um, that pretty much does it for all of our predictions for the games. Um, So last but, you know, certainly not least, we have guess who? The game that we play here on the podcast. If you're not sure how it works, is Brandon will have we'll probably do, you know, two or three, but Brandon will be thinking of a random NBA player and I have to ask yes or no questions in order to be able to finally guess it and I have exactly 1 minute to guess it. And then we will do it vice versa. I will ask, I will have a player and he will try to guess it. So um Brandon, I have a player that I'm thinking of if um, if you want to go ahead and uh, if you're ready
1: I am ready CJ okay
0: so and go
1: Eastern Conference no playoffs yes play in game no okay Mavericks no. Grizzlies? No. Nuggets? No. Jazz? Yes. Okay. Is it... Oh, boy. Utah Jazz players Rudy Gobert? No. Okay. Donovan Mitchell?
0: Yes, it is Donovan Mitchell okay. from the Utah Jazz. His
1: name was escaping me, but I, I knew I could remember Gobert, but I, I had a hard time remembering Mitchell.
0: Yeah. Yeah, Gobert's that big tall guy that blocks everybody. Right, yeah. <laughs> Okay, and um Donovan Mitchell's that one guy who runs around and dunks on everybody.
1: Right. And <laughs> CJ, if you did not know, Rudy Gobert led the league this year in rebounds per game at fourteen and a half.
0: Fourteen and a half per game.
1: Per game, yep.
0: That is insane. Yep, that is a lot. Collie Ka- I had no idea. I knew he was, you know, definitely good, but I didn't at least, you know, fourteen rebounds per game. But, um, yeah, that's a uh, that's a very big thing to uh, be able to do. But, um, Brandon, if you have one for me now, I do. Okay. Uh, Eastern Conference. Yes. Okay, in the playoffs. Yes. Okay, in the play in? No. Okay, the Nets? No. Bucks? No. Celtics? No. 76ers? No. The Heat? No. Okay, the Raptors? No. <laughs> oh, man. First okay. One team left. <laughs> <laughs> Is it the Bulls? Yes. <laughs> okay. Is it Zach Levine? No. Is. It let's see, Zach Levine. Probably there. Oh, is player. it? Is it uh, Demar Derozan? Yes, there you go. Yes. Okay. Okay. Um, do you want to do? We can do another one if you want. Yeah, we can do another one. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Let me get somebody pulled up here. Okay, I have someone.
1: Okay, I am ready.
0: And go.
1: Western Conference. Yes. Playoffs. No. Lakers. Yes. LeBron James. No. Russell Westbrook.
0: Oh my goodness. Yeah, uh yeah, yeah, it is. I gotta I gotta pick, you know, less popular players.
1: <laughs> okay. I am also <laughs> ready.
0: Okay, um, Eastern Conference. No. Uh, it's in the playoffs. Yes. The Warriors. No. The Nuggets. No. The Mavericks. No. The Jazz. No. Uh, is in the play-in? Yes. Okay, so, let's see, is it the Spurs? No. So it's the Pelicans. No. Brandon Ingram.
1: Sorry, I, I had the Clippers is considered play in. My bad.
0: Oh, sorry. Okay, that's okay. Um, so it's Clippers, Kawhi Leonard. Nope. Paul George. Yes. Okay.
1: Yep. Sorry, I thought seven and eight right. were also considered play in, but I guess they're not.
0: Yeah, they are. They definitely are. I don't know what I was thinking. <laughs> My bad. Um, but yeah. So okay. Yeah, I'm sorry about that, but. If you okay, so do you want to? Do you have time for another? Do you want to do another one?
1: Yeah, we can do one more. Okay. Let's try to do a hard one.
0: Okay. Okay, I got this. I can think of a player you might not even know. Him. Okay. Um. Okay, I got one.
1: Are you going first?
0: Uh, Are you, you want me to try to...
1: I can guess first, yeah.
0: Okay, yeah. Okay. Okay, ready, go.
1: Eastern Conference. No. Playoffs. Yes. Jazz. No. Warriors. No. Suns. No. Timberwolves. No. Play-in game. No. Mavericks. No. Grizzlies. No. Nuggets. Yes. Oh, boy. All right. DeMarcus Cousins. No. Michael Porter Jr. No. Aaron Gordon. No. Jamal Murray.
0: Nope.
1: Nashawn Highland. No. Monte Morris. No. Facundo Capazo. (laughs) No. Jeff Green.
0: (laughs) No. Will Barton. (laughs) There you go, Will Barton.
1: Oh, my word. Scraping the barrel (laughs) of talent in Denver. Wow.
0: Yeah, man. I knew I had to go with like a very in-depth player of, and uh, yeah. Okay. So I will. If you have a player now, I'll try to guess yours.
1: I do.
0: Okay. Wish me luck. This will probably be ugly. Okay. (laughs) Eastern Conference. No. Okay. Playoffs. No. Play in. Hey Um West Lakers. No. Okay. Um Golly, okay. Let's see. Lakers. Is it the Man, I cannot Okay, is it the um Rockets? No. The Kings? Nope. The Trailblazers?
1: Nope. <laughs> There's only one more team.
0: Thunder? <laughs> yes. Okay, I'm at final guess here. Um Thunder. Thunder, Thunder, Thunder. Let's see. Oh man, I have no idea. He feel was like it's-
1: almost my rookie of the year. Uh, yeah,
0: it's the rookie who—that's uh, the only player I know. But man, what is his name? I—I I have no idea who is it.
1: Okay, it is Josh Giddy of the Oklahoma City Thunder.
0: That's yeah. <clears throat> he man. was
1: sixth pick overall in last year's draft.
0: Okay. Yeah. I uh assumed it was him i just could not think of his name yeah but uh anyway uh that uh pretty much sums it up for us tonight thank you all so much for watching and we'll see you next time good night